In the 1920s, Ernest Hemingway wrote a story about searching for the perfect fried chicken with F. Scott Fitzgerald. Inspired by this, Groucho is taking the beer report on a road trip. Join TBR as they travel the countryside of Tazewell County, Illinois, looking for the best local dining. It's a movable feast, but instead of chicken, we're looking for the perfect local burger and beer combination. And instead of F. Scott, we'll bring along some of our own interesting characters along for the ride. Jump in the rumble seat and tag along. Hey everybody, welcome to the Beer and Burger Podcast with Groucho. I'm sitting at Coochie's on the Water in East Peoria, Illinois. Maybe Creve Corps, I'm not sure if it's East Peoria or Creve Corps, but uh, it's on the Illinois River, it's a great little place, and I'm here today because I brought, well actually, at the invitation of a friend, Mike Walters. Mike is sitting across from me, he's mic'd up. Hello, sir. Hello, Mike is mic'd. <laughs> it was so funny, you and I have known each other for eons. But uh, normally we see each other on the other side of the river. And eons is 15 years. 15 years. Yeah, that's 15 years. Yeah. That's an eon to me. Yeah. In the beer world, that seems like a lot. That's a long time. People don't last this long in the beer world. True. True. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen countless burnout. <laughs> Sometimes you can time like, this dude's going to last three months and yeah. he's, he's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I'm a, long, I'm a long hauler. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. right there with you. So I've known Mike Rians. We'll get into that a little bit. But So the conversation about the Beer and Burger podcast is it's in Tazewell County, and I'm trying to be Tazewell-specific, so normally when you and I hang out, it's in Peoria County. So I threw him for a loop, and I said, we got to find a place in Tazewell, which we'll get into Mike's job working for Left Hand Brewing. I had I was I was emailing and, and trying to get a hold of bars in Tazewell County saying, you got Left Hand, you have Left Hand. And uh, I think they have it, I just don't think they knew it, some of the places I contacted. That's typical. That's typical. Yeah. <laughs> That's too bad, but... We'll get into that. So anyway, Coochie's. This place. I, I love Coochie's. Now, like I said, it's Creve Core. If you know the Tazewell County area at all, you know the Illinois River is basically the northwest boundary of the whole county. And it borders, you know, crosses Peoria County. And, the, and nobody really thinks about the river. You think of East Peoria. You know, you think of that area. Maybe down there. You don't think of way. West Creve Core. No. Yeah. <laughs> and, and nobody knows about this place. I I think there are a lot of people who go, oh, come on, Eric, or Groucho, everybody knows that. Really, I, it, I've, I've worked in North Pekin for 20-some years. I've known this place for 20-some years. There's so many people I talk to about, it's called Coochie's now, but when I was younger it was Fitzpatrick's and it was um, Captain Ron's, and now it's Coochie's. So many people didn't know this place at all. Yeah, this place is like a little hidden gem. Yeah. Because if you don't know it's here, the first time you're coming, you're thinking like, all right, I'm going to run into Walter White back here yeah. someplace in his, <laughs> in his camper. Making something. And uh, But you come back, it is a little gem. The interior, um, when you first walk in, you know you're, you're not in Peoria, East Peoria anymore. You're in, you're transported to a different little world. Um, you expect like, it's almost like a big tiki bar. Yeah. But a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you fell into a Florida bar. Yeah. But on the Illinois River. And that's also what's unique about this place, because the Illinois River, I've been around Central Illinois a long time, so you would think there'd be dozens of restaurants like this along the Illinois River, but most everything that's at what I call sea level or water level, most of that stuff has been demolished or taken out. How this place has survived is beyond me. There's a couple of Cracker Box houses down the way on the gravel road that leads here. Uh, Because this is on the water. 
Yeah. Yeah, you walk out the back door, there's a huge deck, which is beautiful. And it is over the water. The, water. the, the barges are going right right by you. You can wave at the guy driving the yes. barge. Yes, and you can see the jet skiers out there in the summer. This is So this is kind of a, an odd place, too, because they're open year-round for the most part. I think when Ron's owned it, they were only open in the summertime and maybe middle of fall. But I think these guys are keeping it open year-round. So when you come out here in the middle of winter, it's really an eerie thing. Because in summertime, it's just blown up. The deck is covered up with people, and uh, you, you can't find a seat. On a Saturday night, you come out here in the middle of summer, yeah. the, tiki, the tiki lights are going, the, the Jimmy Buffett's jamming on the radio. It's great. I li- this is one of my favorite places, so I'm yeah, glad, I'm cool glad you recommended it. Yeah. So as, as per the rules of the game, Mike, yeah. if I come into a restaurant and they have a house burger... I have to order the house burger. Okay, gotcha. That, that, to me, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, your house burger needs to be the representation of, of your business, right? Absolutely. All yeah. right, so if it's good enough to put your name on, yeah. then by God, it's good enough for me to eat. Like when you go to Jimmy's, he's got his Jimmy's basket. Yeah. Not quite as glorious as this. He's got a corn dog and chips. Yeah. But it's spot on, you know. <laughs> Jimmy put his name on it, you know. This needs to be the representation <laughs> yeah. of the restaurant, right? So there's a Coochie's burger here. They have a couple, actually... Uh, i got about eight burgers here. Coochie's Burgers, Swiss, teriyaki, pineapple, and Maddie sauce? What is that? And a ciabatta. Maddie sauce. I don't know. Maddie must be somebody that I don't know. Here. Maybe Maddie's, you know, she's also putting her name on it, so I'm getting, I'm getting double getting the goodness. Twofer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a regular cheeseburger here is nine bucks, so not a bad deal. This Coochie Burger is going to be 12 Yeah, they got a good menu. they got uh, all kinds of other sandwiches, quesadillas, salads, nachos, so... Good stuff. I've never really been disappointed ever here in all my years, no matter who the owner was. Yeah, it looks like they got a walleye dinner, tons of appetizers, salads, all kinds of stuff. Looks good. Yeah, actually, this place is famous for their uh, Bloody Marys. Oh, okay. Haven't you ever seen the pictures online? No, I haven't. Oh, wait a minute, I did. I think it was like a shrimp on it. Oh, my God. I think it was like a half a chicken shoved yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah, so there's a couple places that, that pride themselves on these completely ridiculous... Bloody Marys, yeah. and uh, this is certainly one of them. I, I, are you a Bloody Mary guy? You know what? To be perfectly honest, I've never had one. Seriously? I've, yeah. Ever? Had, no. No. I've seen them, and I know that it's like an anti-hangover thing. Oh, like I hit it too hard. So I should know Bloody Marys. You should. You should. should. But I've never had one. Left and Hand probably makes like their version of one, right? No. I hope not. <laughs> I, I hope to God they don't, or never will. Yeah. I'm sure it's a good drink. I've heard really good things about them, but I've never had one. So that's where I first got clued into Clamato. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's the most disgusting sounding thing in the world. But if you throw a splash of Clamato in with some regular tomato juice, not so bad. Yeah. But uh, just the whole thought of, we're doing good. We're ready to order. I'm going to get the Coochie Burger. Okay. What side would you like that? Oh, what are my options on the sides? So currently we have fries, tots, coleslaw, cottage cheese, baked beans, pasta salad, or for an extra dollar fifty, sweet potato fries, a side salad, or potato salad. Do you guys hand make the slaw or is it... Uh, it is homemade slaw. Oh, the homemade slaw. Okay. Cheeseburger and tots. What kind of cheese would you like? I got American uh, cheddar. Yeah, let's go American. Perfect. I will put that right in for you guys. Thank oh, you, actually, I want to take a picture. Of the, oh, just getting back to the, uh, the, hard, the hard alcohol conversation. Yes. Left Hand never got into that, did they? Actually, okay. we um, have partnered with a distillery okay. in Iowa, Foundry Distilling, and they're doing a craft series of whiskeys. 
And so we send them our, like our, if you want to call it raw or, you know, mash milk stout. Uh And they make a whiskey out of it. Ooh, that sounds cool. And it just arrived in in Peoria. So it's called Sinister. And it's really good. Okay. I mean, I'm not a real whiskey guy. I love me some whistle pig. But I was like, oh, is this going to be really like... I'm with you. I'm not a huge whiskey guy myself, but uh, but I in, in small amounts. Yeah, it seems like all beer guys progress to whiskey. Is that a thing? No, you know, is that livers <laughs> or kidneys? You know, I think that's right before you go to the dark side. Oh, okay. You know, when, the, when the force takes takes a turn. Okay, okay. you know, I'm still you go from white to black. On yeah, okay. I mean, I do like a really really good bourbon, uh, but I'll do one. You know, I've got so. I've, through my past, you know, employment, yeah. I received so many free bottles of more booze than you could imagine. Sure. And it's been sitting in my house for years. So some of it's by aged really well. And I finally got to the point, like, darn it, I got to go through this stuff. And so I've been trying different things. The last thing I want in a, having a beer profession and drinking beer all the time <laughs> yeah. in my living is like, oh, I'm going to branch out now and take on... Hard alcohol is a hobby. You know? The beer was. Oh, I hard. really need that, dude. I, yeah, I remember when beer was a hobby like that. My my basement was full, and so now I've gotten more selective. I buy buy within like within the next two months generally what I'm going to drink, yeah. and I'll and every once in a while I'll find a bottle that I know I can age, and I'll buy that and tuck it away somewhere. Yeah, be and, careful. I had made the mistake of I had, I had so much beer at home that I would get. And I would like, oh, I'm going to save this and tuck this away. And I saved things for so long that by the time I like, oh, crap, I forgot I had a bottle of that. Yeah. I opened it. It was foul and Even awful. Dark Lord. I've, I've had a couple Dark Lords I kept too long, really. I should have just drank them. Yeah. So I, even beers that can be aged, I mean, some Belgian stuff, okay, mm-hmm. you can roll the dice. I would drink it. That's my, that's my, that's a pro tip. All right. Pro yeah. tip from a professional. Yeah. Now, let's get back to this because, you know, we made made a joke about our eons together. How I've known Mike, well, Mike was one of the distributors for, were you Specialty? Yeah. He worked at Specialty with Steve King back in the day. That's how I first met you. But The then, golden age of craft beer. Well, it was it was the beginning. It yeah. was the dawn of craft beer in the Peoria area. Yeah. Really. I mean, I was just getting into it. You were really just, I mean, you had you, you were working with imports. And the American craft beer scene was just kind of coming alive back in 2005 when we started a podcast when you were kind of doing your thing. And so that's how we met. And then you then you jumped ship, what, 08, 09? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he went to Left Hand Brewing, which, hey, you're still there. Yeah. Great company. And uh, he invented the Moo Mobile. I'm on version three right now. <laughs> yeah. Right now it's Mini Moo. Mini Moo. Yeah. It's, it's the uh, Mini Cooper with yeah. the... Uh, the uh, tappers hanging out the back that, that work, yeah. But uh, no, left hand's been a, a great deal. So right now, the reason we're at Coochie, getting back to all this, uh, we're drinking peanut butter stout from left hand right now. Peanut butter milk stout. Thank right. you. Yeah, because milk stout is what you guys are kind of. I, I wouldn't say famous, but I think, I mean, Guinness was pretty much everywhere, and then you guys said, "Hey, we have an American alternative," and that's kind of how you swooped in, right? Yeah, it was when I started. With left hand, yeah. uh, milk stout was not our number one seller. It was more of a seasonal, yeah. And you couldn't, uh, and if you go to Colorado, you'd never see it. Yeah. It was all sawtooth. And I started building it up here in the Midwest. People were like, "Oh, this is a great beer." And that's how it started growing from here. And uh, 
I started to sell more of it and pushed it because it was a great stout made in America. Mm-hmm. And um, how it became nitro, if you want me to get into that. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Because um, can you still get milk stout without so the nitro? In, yeah, that's the, okay. the purple bottle. And it's the exact same liquid as nitro, mm-hmm. just carbonated differently, different gas. But milk stout, regular CO2 was crushing and doing real well yeah. here. And um, I had an account ask me, like, hey, is there any way you can get me a keg, a nitro keg of this? That might be really good. And so I got a hold of my head brewer. And this is when we're still fairly small. Yeah. And I'm, in, I'm the new guy. And so I asked him, like, hey, dude, is there any way you could nitrogenate a keg of that for me for an account? Yeah. Because back then it was a lot more hands-on yeah. and it was easier to do smaller And things. the advantage to nitro on a keg is just a smoother pour? Or is that? Yeah. I don't know if there's really an advantage outside of if you owned a bar and you had a bartender pouring nitro, you're not going to waste a drop because you... If you ever see someone pour a beer who doesn't know what they're doing, they're always oh, they let pouring all that yeah. foam. Yeah. They keep dumping it down the you know the drip tray. With nitro, you don't do any of that unless you're just so impatient that you know get a different job. Well, when I was a kid, geez, listen, I mean, 15 years ago when I was in England, I remember ordering a Guinness. Maybe I don't know. I'm sure it was a Guinness, but the uh, the Irish bartender, and we were out in the country, out in the Cotswold somewhere. It was beautiful. She filled the glasses halfway and let them settle. Yeah, she should. That's, that, that's the way it's supposed to be. And she said, and my brother, I remember Chud, was with me. He's like, what's she doing? I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, you got to let it set. But we were, we were new to the whole yeah. thing at the time, you know. We knew how to... Back when I was a kid, that you were taught... Lazy bartender. Well, you, right? were ta- you, know, you were taught you poured a beer in a way. Even if it was from the keg, or you would tip the can in a way on the glass, you'd get no head whatsoever. Right? right? Yeah. And so when this bartender was filling it up halfway and then letting it settle, like, what's that all about? You know, it was it was crazy. To us. If you go to Germany and you order a pilsner, a good pilsner should take you ten minutes to get it. When you get your pilsner, that's when you order the next one. <laughs> but on the good milk stout nitro thing, I, mean, I asked the head brewer, like, can you nitrogenate a keg? He was like, dude, yeah, I can. It's a real pain in the butt to do like one. If you can. Like, call me back in a couple of days, and you can get maybe a couple more. It'll be a little bit easier to do a run of them than just one. And so I called him back, like, I think it was about three days later. Who was the account? Do you remember? Oh, uh, golly. It might have been... Kelleher's? Or? Kelleher's or Old Chicago. Okay. Um, and so I called a bunch of places, like, hey, let me do this for you. And so I called him back, and I said, oh, okay, I got some more. He goes, how many? 78. <laughs> and there was this long, like, silence <laughs> on the phone, you know? <laughs> Because everybody was like, hell yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. And um, he goes, dude, if I do this, you can't tell anybody that I do it. Because we've never done this before. So don't, like, be posting it or telling anybody about it. And, of course, beer people keep secrets so well. And as it's soon out. as that went out, it just, like, blew up. And so, in a way, that's kind of how Nitro got started in Milk Style. It's just by that random, you know. Was So, it, before that, was Guinness doing the Nitro? I mean, was it Nitro pour? They've always done it on okay. Nitro. Yeah, and it's under a lot higher pressure. Um, they've always had kind of a, a real genius move because your tap handle, when you see it on tap, uh-huh. that's attached to the faucet. So, you can't just swap that out. We're fine. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Um, so you can't just put a new nitro on. you got to take the entire contraption off, and nobody wants to do that. So that locks it in. And then their can, of course, had the widget in it. Yeah. And so yeah, it was yeah. Like you'd shake it around. Yeah, you know? the, the nudicles, we called yeah. it years ago on the show. I got the, I got the, the 
I want to say gift pack. Was it? Was like a, a three way pack here a while back. Yeah. It had, or maybe it was four way. Was it the nitro mixer or the regular like mix pack? It was the mix with the peanut butter okay. and the chai and the raspberry. Or, or, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the milk box. The milk box. That yeah. was good. Yeah, that's all milk stout variants. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good stuff. And you guys do like any oak age and stuff like that, barrel age? Yeah. Matter of fact, our we had a guy who was our head brewer yeah. who used to work for Avery. And he was ahead of their whole barrel aging program. So they built oh, a really nice barrel room. So we got tons of stuff. Avery's still around? There. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, that was one of those breweries back in 2005 that was one of the original craft yep. breweries. Yep. And you would buy Bombers, all their beers, you know, back in the day. Yep. And uh, so, you know, when we watched all these other breweries kind of take off, it never really seemed like Avery took off. Just they... <sighs> I think, like a lot of breweries, that you know, when when things started really growing, thirty percent every year, kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah, uh, a lot of breweries think made the mistake of this is never going to end, and we were very, very. We've always been frugal and did all of our expansion based on cash flow. Mm-hmm. And so, if we could afford to invest a million or two in infrastructure, that's what we did. We rarely went into debt. And so a lot of these breweries blew their wide in these like fourteen million dollar loans. Oh and yeah, and you'd see them for sale. Then yeah. you know, like five or six years ago, you'd see all these breweries for yeah. sale. And then all of a sudden, like, oh well, now we're back to four percent growth and three. And they're like, uh, we were counting on thirty. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. got this giant. Oh closet. yeah, well because you have investors. A lot of times oh, they'll be small. Yeah, because even like Pure Brewing Company had like car dealers and stuff like that yeah. were involved. You know, and they want to see returns on that money. You, know, you bet. We didn't put it in a bond. We put it in a business yeah. venture to make 30% a year, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so we're financially very solid, which is really, really good. You start getting nervous and make bad decisions when uh, the wolves are barking at the door. Yeah. You know? As part of the show, I, I, if I'm in rural Tazewell County, I know I'm probably not going to find this beer. But if I get way out in Delavan and I'm at the farmhouse... I guess there might be a, an equal chance that I might find a left-hand milk stout versus a Guinness. You think? Possibly. Uh, the usually Guinness is in a big house. When yeah. I say house, I mean distributorship, and they've got you know salespeople that cover everywhere. You know, when, uh, usually a craft brewer is going to be in a smaller house that has fewer salespeople that go to fewer places. Yeah, because you guys haven't like sold out to AB or Miller or anything like that. Right. You know, they, for, yeah. Yeah. I'll give you guys try. credit for that. Really, when you think about it. A lot they, of, they were lot offered of us hundred million to our founder just to walk away. <laughs> and he started this. And he fight. didn't do it. No, he decided, you know what, I'm gonna give it to the employees instead. Hmm. And so we're now an employee owned instead of being a macro owned. Wow, that's great. Program. So yeah, that, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Good for so, we, so drink more left hand is yeah. what you're saying. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's an investment in my future. Yeah, exactly. Well then here's what we need to do is the goal of the show. Every time we find a place in Tazewell County that's not serving left hand. We'll have to be asking for it. Tell the bartender you need left hand. Yeah, you want your money to stay here in Tazewell County. You want it to go to a foreign entity. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Sab Miller is that what it is? Yeah. That goes to where Belgium. Yeah. And then, well, Anheuser Busch. Who's that owned by? Miller is, I believe, South Africa. Oh, South Africa. Okay. Yeah, but Bush is Belgium. Belgium. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. In bed, so, is it? In bed. Yeah. It's kind of like buying a Chrysler. You think you're buying an American car, but you're really buying an Italian right. car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the whole point is not to slam anybody. <laughs> well, so there's a couple restaurants in Washington. I'm going to hit those later on. Uh, the Blacksmith Shop, and I think the people on the Blacksmith also on 
another place. I can't remember their name off the top of my head. On the north side of Washington, they're probably the most affluent, you know, yeah. small business eateries I can think of in Tazewell County. And I thought for sure you and I could probably meet there. Yeah, Blacksmith is good milk stout nitro. Oh, is it? They always have. Oh, good. Drive. All right. But uh, there's another little bar there that's off of the main drag before you get to the square. Uh-huh. Little place off of the if you're. If you're going, oh, it's just right around the corner there. If you're going down like towards the square, it's on the left before you get to all of that. Um, it's a little, real nice, little family-owned bar. Hmm. Uh, they carry my beer a lot. Um, of course, Lindy's carries a lot of stuff. Yeah. They, you know. yeah, and yeah, they have a craft beer wall, so they probably have yeah. your stuff. All right. Thank you. All right. A nice mug. That looks pretty good, doesn't it? Thank you, my dear. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to pause the show because as much as I love to... To eat and talk. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to chomp on anything while we're uh, recording here. So we'll be back after the burgers, which look pretty good, by the way. You were born already, right? I'm born already. Your guys are... We're primed. All right, so I just had the Coochie's Burger. And, okay, so it's just like, you know, we're talking about Jimmy Buffett, we're talking about being like a little beach beach place. My burger has barbecue sauce and the Swiss cheese and a big slice of pineapple on it on a summer day, even on a kind of a weird fall day. It had meat bun, I thought. Yeah, on the ciabatta. Was it, it was, it was, it was super soft. Yeah. It was good. The burger was cooked just perfect. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. So you got tots. Yeah, I got the tots you're and like, the cheeseburger. You're like a kid. Yeah, I went like <laughs> commando on mine. Yeah. Very inverted. No, very good. And uh, like I said, I, everything's reasonably priced. This is a great little place. When it comes down to like the pantheon of, of Tazewell County Place, this is, again, under, under underknown, underrepresented. I don't want, yeah. what I want to say here. You guys just need to seek it out. It is a little scary if you come from Pekin. And you turn on Wesley Road because it's gravel for like a mile. Yeah, and there's a train track with no barrier yeah. that comes down, yeah. and I got stuck with it by a train. That oh, did you? Lights come on. <laughs> but yeah, you're. I wonder. so uh, it rained last night, and I had my windows down. I'm like, oh, it's a beautiful fall day. It's like 65 degrees. We'll put the windows down, and I go, uh, I go careening through this puddle in the gravel road, and water just splashed up all over me. I'm like, Ugh. You yeah, can't. you're gonna go for a while before you like. Am I going to the right place? Yeah. Just go to you can't go no more. Yeah, it, well, there was a truck parked out in front of this place. Like, it owned the road. Like, it knew nobody else was coming down the road. And I think that's probably the case if you're coming from the south. If you're coming from the north, from East Peoria. Yeah, I'll do one of the nitros. Cool. If you come from the north, you're going to uh, be on pavement for the most part, mm-hmm. so it's not so bad. And then you, there's a boat launch right next to us here, too, so... A lot of people probably know that if you're in the boating community, you know this place. There's docks where you can pull up in your boat in the summertime. Yeah. Again, when you think about it, you have this place, then you have downtown Peoria. But if you were to hop off your boat in downtown Peoria, there's nothing down there anymore. You'd have to walk a ways before you get to something. It used to be there was Joe's and then Old Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Yeah. Man, what happened? The riverfront in Peoria just needs some... It does, and I've traveled, and I've seen some vibrant cities mm-hmm. that realize they have a riverfront, mm-hmm. and that's such a valuable piece of real estate. Yeah. They've taken advantage of it. Peoria has it. Thank you, my dear. Yeah, East Peoria, I never thought, really, truly capitalized on their riverfront. You know, they had the old factory uh, footings that are right there behind the Walmart, 
like they could have set up some docks or something down there. But by putting a Walmart and a Bass Pro there, they pretty much said we're not going to have restaurants or anything like yeah. that. The Steak and Shake might be the best. Oh, I love that Steak and Shake. I do love that Steak and Shake, too. I love that. I used to go there as a little kid. I'm like, oh, look out there. Yeah. Well, we'd go there in the middle of winter because the way it sits here in East Peoria, the, the water comes at you you know, from the north, and if it's an ice flow, you're watching all the ice yeah. like turn over on itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Yeah. But as far as coochies, I think that kids would enjoy coming here, too, because there's so much to look at. And if you're lucky enough to sit out on the deck, which is pretty big, there's, you know, so much to look at. You'll yeah. see the barges and the boats go by. And all I'm that. only nodding in agreement over here. Nodding doesn't work well on the uh, the podcast. but Looks up nitro. Pays the yeah. bills. Yeah. Cheers to left hand. You have had the coolest gig of anybody I've known for the last 15 years, Mike, so cheers to you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Seen a lot of change. Seen a lot of change, but I think the thing that I enjoy the most, which is one reason why I'm glad we did this here, is I've got I've gotten the chance to go to some of the most amazing family-owned mom-and-pop bars and restaurants throughout the, you know the United States, mostly you know like a 13, 15 state area. You know, it's funny when you look back. You know, fifteen years ago, we we'd hung out at old Chicago. We were doing some stuff at Kelleher's. But I think there was a time there where I almost thought that the mom and pop place might disappear. And it seems like, and, I, and you know, part of the reason we're doing this is we want to advertise and talk about you know local eateries stuff like that. But maybe COVID maybe helped solidify the local restaurant. You think it helped a little bit or did it hurt? What do you think? Um, when I see reports, yeah, which is like that's the blood in the water. Yeah, um, there's a lot of little places that are, that are gone. Little okay. gems that are gone. They just couldn't make it. Yeah, beer destinations that are gone. And I was even listening to NPR and I heard an interview with the guy who owns uh, the Hop Leaf in Chicago. Okay. And he was on there twice. They were interviewing him, which is one of my favorite places in Chicago. Sure. Family owned. You know, the guy owns it, but they were just dying. Mm. And I think that they made it, but I do know of a lot of places that didn't. But also know a lot of chains also closed up. Well, that's the thing. The chains were just as uh, smothered by this as anybody. Yeah, when I talked to uh, John L. Chicago in Grand Prairie, Mm -hmm. uh, Peoria, he told me that, dude, if 13 people came in here today looking for a job, I'd hire all 13. But I can't get them. I can't get anybody. So... Restaurants, chains yeah. even, are just, you know, struggling. Yeah. Well, when you and I, when we were eating, we were talking a little bit about the Hofbrau. That's that's a loss for the area. You'd love to see something like the Hofbrau come back. We'd love to see the Hofbrau come back. But, Absolutely. Yeah. Especially yeah. if this, you know, it had to be the same family that owned it. Oh, yeah. Andy and his sister. Yeah. Hands on, everything oh, made yes. from scratch. I mean, yeah. to me, that's, you know, chains are my last... I'll go to a chain, you know, support chain, especially if it's an account. But good heavens, boy, you show me a little place <laughs> that someone has their own blood, sweat, and tears, and when the dishwasher doesn't show up, they're the one back there doing it. That's where I want to go and eat and spend my money. Now, we had talked about the alternate first for, before we did this show was to go to Paradise to the Tin Lizard. And I didn't know what the Tin Lizard was. I looked up as Paradise. Now, I was going to do it strictly just because I knew you. I was like, ah, it's Walter's. I'll do it, you know, if he's got an account there. And again, I wasn't getting a lot of response from the other Tazewell County eateries that had left hand on the on the tap. Uh, but, you know, Paradise is technically local. Those, I mean, yeah. It's not like it's a chain. Yeah. So if it, if it broke down, and I looked at their menu, like, I could do this. Yeah. 
couple friends of mine said it's not bad either. But I was like, I want to find, I, and I knew this little place. This yeah. is a gem. If you yeah. haven't been here, for heaven's sakes, come and check it out. Great appetizers. It's have we said it enough like at this it. point? Yeah, no. And uh, yeah, come in here. Jan, she's runner runs and owns it. Yeah, great lady. But you know, they're experimenting. They got a you know an IPA that I see they got on here. So they got some good beer. Yeah, they've got your you know regular stuff. Yeah. You know, now if you come here, you're literally a mile away from my work. This is one thing we talked about when buy we first. Buy a car, get a burger. <laughs> there you go. Buy a car. Make a day of get it. Get an oil change. Um, I've been coming to this place since like 1996. My my work party in 1996 was here. It was Fitzpat- Fitzpatrick. It's crazy to think, you know, that I've seen so much change. It's also crazy to think I've been li- working in North Pekin since the mid-90s. Yeah, yeah I, Pekin's have some little gems. Actually, believe it or not, I do really well with that Buffalo Wild Wings out there. Oh, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, yeah I mean, really, when... Nobody got Applebee's out there in that side of town. I mean, yeah. nobody's going. I, I, I take it somebody's going to Applebee's. I've been been to Applebee's in God, who knows how long. We used to go there all the time. I remember, yeah. you know, it was always family members. Mm-hmm. It's just like I have a, my mother in law. When she wants to go out for her birthday, where does she want to go? Bob Evans. Oh yeah. Why? I don't know. Chicken you know, fried steak. Chicken fried. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what she gets. And I'm like, you know, that was probably not even fried here. It probably came yeah. out of a freezer bag. Oh yeah, absolutely. They, yeah. Pre-breaded yeah. a bit. Yeah. yeah, I just don't get it. Yeah. But uh, you know, there's a generation. That's where the, the Applebee's serves them. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. I, 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 they, maybe they serve everything out of a bag too. I don't know. But uh, I get the Buffalitos, usually the the tacos. Yeah, and I get the curry on them, and they're they're yeah, pretty but good. That's, that that one's a nice one because they'll experiment. There are some that are strictly huh. super corporate. Really? There was even a Buffalo Wild Wings in Indianapolis, not there anymore, but they had three hand pumps. Really? They did three casts on, on tap all the time. Well, so there was a time when East Peoria Buffalo Wild Wings was like the craft beer, like they were like the spearhead. If there was something that was God. new. Or East Peoria. Yeah? That's all they had. <laughs> really, there's not a lot in East Peoria. Well, really. and that's the thing. When we're talking, again, going back to, you know, where have places to have the show, I made a list, and I went through it with Kevin, and um, a lot of great places, but East Peoria didn't really hit on a lot of these. Yeah. So I think I'm going to find myself a lot more in Washington, Morton, and outlying yeah. towns in East Peoria. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing I like anymore, though, than going to some little town yeah. that has one little bar and going to... You know, sometimes you'll go in and it's like, you know, you're here banjo playing and you're looking for your paddle. But there's some of them that if you go in there and talk to them, they've never seen anyone from the brewery. Yeah, yeah. No one from the brewery's ever stepped foot in some little town bar. I can believe that. And the perfect example is um, Farmington. There's a little place there. The okay. Little bar. On the strip, the downtown strip? Yeah. Okay. Um, Asher's. Okay. I've seen it. I've driven through there when we do Spoon River Drive and stuff like that. I went First time I went in there, COVID just started. They're like, oh, my God, I'm opening a new place, pour all my money in it. And then the pandemic hits. Yeah, right. And they hung on. And, of course, I was the only person that came in from any brewery. And you go into that place and you think that you've gone into a left-hand bar. Really? Everywhere you look, you see left-hand stuff. And they make their barbecue sauce with milk stout. And they've got this tenderloin that's as big as a like garbage can lid. Really? The food is great. The people are... Just like here, family-owned, operated. Yeah. That's what that is. But they are, they bleed left-hand. Yeah. And they're just the nicest folks. Well, that sounds pretty great. I, I've said also I'll probably do like a, 
an honorable mention list on people who aren't uh, in Tazewell County. So maybe maybe you and I can find our way out to Asher's next year or something you like that. You would love it. Yeah. You would love it. Nice people. They made some uh, fried strawberries just for me when I was there. Yeah. Experiment. Here, go try this. See what you're thinking. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> but uh, that's the difference between a, a chain and a family-owned place. So I will pour my blood, sweat, and tears into a place like this that you know that the people that work here and own it got, you know, they got, yeah. they got a stake in it. So, yeah, you want to support that. I'm, I'm on board. Hey, you sold me. Cheers to that. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I think we can wrap it up. Um, this has been totally fun. You are the first guest, by the way. The first official guest. I did you know, a- I believe that you should just start at the top. Yeah, and everything it's, it's all just, downhill from yeah, here. Just let everything else just filter off. <laughs> no you know? pressure on anybody else that as way, a guest. You know, when you're like a hot ones, you know, or what's going to happen is be the one. everybody else will be like, "There's no way I'm following up Walters." I'll just be calling you up every month saying, "Hey, you and I are going to Washington. You and I are going to Morton." Okay. The only thing that really worries me is that you're going to do puffer. And he's going to think, well, oh, Mike was my opening act. Yeah. So I was hoping you already did Puffer so I could have said that. No, no, no. Uh, no, you're number one, man. So this is totally cool. Thanks again for joining me. My pleasure. Drink yeah. left hand. Because uh, just like a family-owned restaurant, left hand's employee-owned. So not some, you know, whatever. Corporate. No, this this is a bonus. Folks, if you think I'm going to have a brewery rep on every episode after this, that ain't happening. This 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 is a total fluke, and uh, Mike is like the the full package deal, you know. So I, I bring him out for dinner, and we have a couple beers, and he actually knows about the beers and and supporting local. So thank you. I pleasure. Yeah, no problem. That's all for this episode. If you have any recommendations for our next stop. Feel free to contact us at groucho at the beer or at the beer report on most socials.